Unplugged in New York. I haven't listened to that album in so long. That is one you can just put on start to finish and lose yourself in that moment in time. I was just thinking about it, dude. Remember the dude, the unplugged? Remember Eric Clapton unplugged? Yes. Oh, it's um, a famous man. Absolutely legendary. Um, That song, man, that song always gets me. That's a good. It's a David Bowie original right there. And I was um, watching that video. The they had the bass cello. Yes. Yeah, man. Beautiful. And then uh, what's his name from the Foo Fighters on the drums? Well, Dave Grohl is the original drummer for Nirvana. It's crazy to see him as like the drummer, and then he became a frontman. He um, famously was known as one of the best musicians in California at that time, a big studio musician guy. And uh, Kurt Cobain was always very um, envious of his singing capabilities, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, well, Kurt Cobain's voice, I mean, it's unique. It's one of a kind, and it's within its own self. It, could you put that voice into any other genre of music or any other era of music? No, he was for that time. That was 1990s grunge, yeah. and that was the voice. That's it. Yeah. It, it couldn't be a voice for any, you know, he couldn't, <clears throat> any, like, look, he was doing Bowie right there, but he did it Kurt Cobain style. Yeah. No, he was 100% like, if he was born at any other time, any other place, you would have never known who he was. <laughs> you know? The man was at the right time in the, in the right place. And uh, man, Unplugged in New York, crazy. It was recorded November 18th, 1993. Wow. It was 30 years ago, my man. Wow. Oh, maybe that's why they were playing. I don't know. I heard it on the radio today. I forgot which song. I think it was Come As You Are. The whole thing Probably is fantastic. my least favorite Nirvana. Come As You Are is your least favorite uh, Nirvana song? Yeah, I, I feel like it's overrated. They got so many other good songs. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's the more approachable of the Nirvana for the, uh, the mass audiences. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Nowadays, we've just gone through a month of listening to what was nominated for new artist at the MTV VMAs. (laughs) Listening to Nirvana, that is some tame stuff, man. Like, that is... That's oldies. You nailed it on that uh, uh, changeover there, man. Yeah, that is oldie music, dude. Well, truthfully, the, the, the rule should be you cannot win any music award for any song. Unless you can do it acoustic. Oh, yes. I think you should be able to play it live with instruments. I mean, you couldn't do (laughs) DJ Khaled Unplugged? What is that? Well, no. DJ Khaled Unplugged would work because the beauty of DJ Khaled, I I can't convince you of this enough, he doesn't do anything. He brings all these artists together. He is always unplugged. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He's never plugged into anything, dude. He, he doesn't even have a jack to plug into. No, he's, <laughs> he's got nothing. He's not plugged. He's unplugged always, man. 
You know what I'm saying? If you did an unplugged in New York DJ Khaled, th- it would be the greatest artist of the world in there because he's collaborated with everybody, right? So you'd have all these actual musicians in there, and they would play these songs, and he would just sit there with a microphone, and like because it would be acoustic, right? It'd be really quiet. I'd be like, another one. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> and this is another one. <laughs> For the family, another one. DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> you always throws his name in there. That's right. Well, it's a, you know, it's another one by DJ Khaled. But, but you know, <laughs> it's all he would have to do. Like maybe Taylor Swift won nine awards because she's the only one that could do her shit. You could just give her an acoustic guitar and she could perform. Yeah, I. She has some musical talent. Some of these other people, you're just not totally sure. And I mean, I'll, you know. When it comes to the music scene nowadays, it's probably mostly these graduates of the you know, music school in Berkeley and these kids who go through the system and they're spotted right away by talent scouts. They bring them in and they have these prefabricated uh, songs and repertoires, dance moves that are choreographed by teams. They have their backup dancers. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Like, who are Olivia Rodrigo's parents? There's, like, uh, all these people, like, if you look up Billie Eilish, her parents are wealthy people involved in the music and film industry in L.A. And so that's how she got in there. You know, she's able to right away go to the music school of choice and be immediately taught and versed in all these, you know, musical ideas and everything, and then all of a sudden you're thrust into this production world where you're not even actually playing the music. You're being told what to play. I got to call you out on this one, though. Olivia Rodrigo, born February 20th, 2003, to Maria, to, uh, to Jennifer, who was a school teacher. Oh, yeah. And Chris Rodrigo, who was a family therapist. Wow. <laughs> I'm wrong on the Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo. Rodrigo. <laughs> That's about as middle class as you can get. She must have uh, ran into Luke Perlman down in Orlando, uh, Florida, and then, uh, you know, <clears throat> entered the scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lou Perlman. Uh, <clears throat> that Nick can't be. She grew up listening to No Doubt, Pearl Jam, White Stripes and Green Day. Then how did you become such a shitty artist? There's just no way we live in a world where you're the touring band and you're cruising around in the broke-down van and you're playing the shows and then the producer sees you and he's like, hey, kids, I like what you got, you know? Come and record here. And then all of a sudden you cut the record and then, you know, years later you're on the uh, MTV uh, stage there. Did that ever really happen, though? I've been thinking about it. What's that one song? Well, we played... Uh... I you know, remember playing around town and Fall Out Boy was playing it locally back in Chicago and in that area, and then they rose up to a more national level. Right? That was early yeah, I guess you're right. early 2000s. I guess you're right. You were still having music being played and, you know, bands getting to, uh, you know, some kind of, you know, national notoriety. Yeah. Something changed over though uh, in the in the age of YouTube and you know digital social media, 
it's it's no longer the same. I don't know. Uh, and that's just the 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 style of music. You you know Olivia Rodrigo, maybe a genuine artist, maybe someone who does write some music, maybe even wrote a few of those songs on her album. But the producers there are like, oh, okay, well we retooled this a little bit, and then we inserted this subliminal message that the kids are gonna want to uh you know go take their mRNA shots. All right, so uh, <laughs> make sure you include that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, only thing I can assume with uh, these young people. But hey, Olivia Rodrigo, dude, I got to give it to her then. All right. Maybe the yeah, next, maybe the next Kurt Cobain. Who knows? Oh, I was going to go Taylor Swift, but you could go that way too. Will we ever have another? She's already, she's already 20, so she's only got seven years. Yeah. Will we ever have another band like that or a music scene change where. You know, it. You know, this kind of genre takes over. We we may be kind of on the cusp of country music having its moment. I think we're seeing it. I gotta tell you, because I was really, I could not wait. Like when I was younger, I couldn't wait for the whole hip hop phase to die, right? Oh yeah. But but then it died, and everything after that has been so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I miss hip hop. Actually, I, ah, I, I give the, anything for an ice cube. You know, I miss the like the old hip hop. Yeah, it was fun. We're old guys. I'll take a so vanilla ice at this point. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Won't go that far. Word to your mother. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> uh, no, the music is changing. I, I, I'm telling you, we threw the summer hits on just the other day, and it was even more country music. It was, you know, some of uh, the modern stuff that you were shocked that I knew the artists. Uh, you know who were singing it was some of that and then it was a lot of a lot of country man it, it's the country music you know time man i i think the kids are into it good it only good. makes sense good. they were talking they were talking about sam smith and uh how like he is proof that now like counterculture if you want to call that it's, it's not counterculture anymore like being this gay guy dressed up in a devil suit, fucking a, a tranny. <laughs> that's not counterculture. That is the culture. You know what I mean? So now, if you're a kid and you want to be a counterculture, you're gonna put on jeans, boots, and go to work. So, dude, <laughs> do you remember the show Family Ties? Yeah, I believe it was Family Ties. It was the one with Michael J. Fox, actually. Uh, he was. Oh, I was thinking of Urkel. Uh, maybe I'm saying the wrong. No, family. It was something family. Damn, it was. The... One was Family Matters, and one was Family Time. Okay, Family Matters, I believe, was Urkel. Family okay. Ties, I think, was Michael J. Fox in the '80s. And Michael right. J. Fox played. I think his name was like Michael Keaton or something on it, or you know, something like that. <laughs> I think it was Michael Keaton. I think it was actually Michael P. Keaton. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost certain of this, actually. <laughs> I am almost certain. Was it that with, like, Robin Thicke or something? What's that guy's name? No, that we've already covered that. That was Robin Thicke was on the show with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> what show was Leonardo on? That was Growing Pains. <laughs> Leonardo was like, oh, we did go with yeah, yeah, we, we over that. We covered that. No, this is Family Ties, I think. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I think he was Michael P. Keaton was his character. 
Alex Pete Keaton. Alex, damn it! <laughs> yeah, you were close. Uh, I'm gonna give it to you because that was pretty fucking good. I'm gonna give it to you. That was close. I don't know how I had that in my head. I remember the. But if he was Michael Keaton, he would have been Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah, I know that definitely <laughs> would have been the truth. No, he was uh, Alex P. Keaton, and he um. So dude, you the- gotta you gotta see this like um, they got a whole thing of like the picture of all the cast people today. Oh wow. Michael J. Fox looks the best. Really? And he has, like, a debilitating disease that's, like, killing him. His, he looks the best. That's These other retards, like I don't know what is wrong with them. You guys, like, two of them got the worst facelifts I've ever seen. <laughs> the facelifts, man. I cannot stress it enough. Just let yourself age. It's so Leave much- your face alone. It's... Leave your face. Yes. Your face was sculpted by genes that have stood the test of thousands of years of selective breeding. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I can't get over the face stuff, man. Leave it alone. <laughs> no doctor out there is better than God. I'm okay? not kidding. Leave That's why alone. I know, like, it's not good mentally, really, to quest after or to want to change these features on your body like adding the hair plugs or whatever or the follicles or or getting the boob job or the ass job you know and all this stuff but if you can afford it you know what i'm saying and you're at that point where you you're successful you're then you're probably confident already do you know what i'm saying so you're not getting these aesthetic things you know uh for confidence you're just doing it because you can afford it in my opinion oh uh, no no I, no see these people they're all about their looks. Well, my point you gotta being think, like, is... They made their money off their looks. I know, that is but everything, you know? I think if you're going to do the cosmetic stuff, the boobs, the hair, uh, right, the butt, the calves, whatever, fine. Leave the face alone. When you do the yeah. face, it everything goes south, man. It's crazy. The boob job is the hair transplant for women, right? Yeah, but I think it's cool if you got, like, an older-looking woman... With the rocking tits, man. No, 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 no. You got to be natural tits. I'm all about the natural tits. <laughs> Even an older lady with natural tits. Those tits are, leave them alone. You know what I mean? Let them, <laughs> leave them alone. I think if the if the lady wants to do it, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm, I'm a supporter. No, even sm- small real tits are better than big fake tits. You know what I mean? Just like... Yeah, I'm not a chick, but I assume a uh, you know, a three inch real dick's got to be better than a six inch dildo, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't want that fake shit. I'd rather have some small titties. <laughs> as long as they're real, I want to know what I'm grabbing is real. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I say I don't know. I think I, if you're older, I'm all for it. I just think the face, though, when you start touching up the face, um, you could do the boob lift. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You do the touch ups, right? Oh yeah, but the boob lift's different than like the the implant. Well, when you I'm go talking about the implant, yeah. I don't like the implants. No, I I mean, do you think Pelosi's getting the lift or the implant? Both. <laughs> She's at that age. I mean, you hit the eighties, right? What do you care? <laughs> Especially when when your husband's banging dudes named DePappy and they're like fighting with hammers. Oh, what happened yeah, to you DePappy? All, you all forgot. Dude. You all forgot. 
Did he go on strike two? I fucking forgot about that guy. What Jesus is DePappy? Is DePappy ever going to go to trial? We DePappy never existed. I'm telling you right now. That whole thing was so crazy, man. Pelosi, Paul Pelosi in the house, in the underwear, the hammer. The mega extremist <laughs> who lived in Berkeley in a commune. Who was actually liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So crazy. Good look. We, all, we all forget. We're the goldfish, no doubt about it. And uh, the best part about that story, too, is that it happened uh, pretty close to around when he got busted with mm. that DUI, which was recently kind oh, of in the news. Yeah. And uh, we speculated for a long time that there was a passenger in the car, and we always thought it was a chick, but I, I'm I'm definitely on the team of DePappy was the passenger that night. And uh, probably the altercation that ensued in the house with the hammer had something to do with the DUI scenario, right? Probably. Come on, man. Dude, dude, <clears throat> dude I'm, I'm, I'm kind of coming up with the real-time theory here, dude. Something definitely happened in Hollywood. Because I'm looking at this cast of Family Times, dude. Family Ties, sorry. I'm calling it Times. Family Ties with Ties. Michael J. Fox and a bunch of other actors and actresses we uh, don't remember. So I'm looking at it. Everybody looks so fucking beat up and just rough and weird and not right. Except the mom and dad. They both look great. To get the two who played the mom and dad. Really? Like, the la- the lady who played the mom looks better than anybody else that was in that show. That's crazy. And all I could think is, man, those are, like, older actors, you know? Maybe they were the ones that didn't really get into it. They remember, weren't doing remember the Remember back room. In, the, in the 80s, 90s, dude, people were, like, natural. You even had actors with bad teeth. Oh, man. Every, like, everybody looked natural everywhere. Now, yeah. now, even in regular life, you come across like weird creature things with all sorts of stuff going on in their face, <laughs> like crazy <laughs> looking that's hair. Why, that's why they hit seventy and they look whoa, you know what I mean. And then you look at this Meredith Baxter, who was the mom back in '89, and she's still a smoke show. Yeah, man. You know. Well, they also that's probably weird. grew up before they were consuming synthetic material like mcdonald's every day and drinking soda pop right you got the uh the coca-cola and the pepsi <clears throat> the diet coke man that's got to be pure poison out there i'm telling you right now oh yeah oh yeah and it's just uh there's something with our society that you know in the last 30 40 years since the 80s i guess when we went full in on the mass consumerism and the mass consumption uh, not only <clears throat> did we get super fat, but we're now dying younger. That's the craziest part. Our life expectancy keeps going down. Like that's they're should... blaming they're blaming fentanyl. Right? Yeah. Well, we can't blame the mRNA experimental gene therapy vaccine that we made uh, a million people or uh, hundreds <laughs> of millions of people take here. <clears throat> no, no, we're not going to blame that. The one that causes myocarditis. And I'm not just saying that. You're not hearing it just from me. You just go listen to Tony Fauci talk about his little vaccine he created that causes myocarditis in young fellas.
well. A lot, you know, there's so much news that happens all the time, and we forget everything. We're goldfish, man. It's flying so fast. Mm. How can we possibly grasp these little nuggets every single day, right? It's just uh, there's too much info. We are overwhelmed, and it's easy to forget not too long ago when an incident occurred and the media so, so badly wanted to blame white people. <laughs> and then eventually... You're talking about America's flat tire? <laughs> and eventually they cut it. And it's because we have a flat tire. And, uh, <laughs> yes, the Memphis tire, uh, we've all forgotten because the media wants us to forget about it. But uh, the fellas, the five-plus gentlemen who uh, beat that young man to death in Memphis, right? Uh, was that this year? It was. It was this year that was it happened. It? Yes, it was this year. <laughs> I think it was February, if not January. I think February, though. Almost certain. But uh, either way, they may say it here. I got a clip. They uh, finally uh, did some trial and courtroom stuff with these dudes. It's crazy how we've gone through a summer of indicting people who weren't even at the January 6th insurrection for 22 years in prison. (laughs) But we're just going to sweep under the rug these five dudes who planned a vicious attack on a guy who was uh, sleeping with another lady. Uh, You're right, dude. That happened in January. Yeah, this year this happened in Memphis with that young man, Tyre Nichols. Uh, we were supposed to you know, say his name and never forget, right? <laughs> what is his name? Is it Tyree? Oh, I said Tyre Nichols, didn't I? I- <laughs> yeah, dude, it was so funny because I was trying to explain it to a guy at work. I was like, I can't believe those guys are going to go to jail for that Tyre. Like, this guy was like, what? I was like, the five cops that beat up Tyre. <laughs> that Tyre guy. You know, the tire guy. <laughs> we ended up dropping the conversation, just not even coming to a conclusion, because I just didn't, I, like, literally did, didn't know how to say his name, but it's, Ty, it's Tyree, right? Oh, I don't know. It, it's spelled T-Y-R-E. It is a literal <laughs> old English for tire. <laughs> tire. It is. It's an old English tire. There's no other way around it. Like, I don't get spell checked when I s- spell it, <laughs> because it's... And- it's literally old English. It's tire. I don't get spell checked. I also don't get capitalized. It's <laughs> yeah. tire. It, it lower cases it on its own, man. It's, <laughs> it's just a, a word. It's a normal word. <laughs> oh, God. Now to federal charges for the five ex-Memphis police officers involved in the death <laughs> of Tyree Nichols, the 29-year-old black man who died in January after being involved. They always give the All right, worst. now there's no excuse. If Michael Strahan got his name right, we gotta get it right. <laughs> they, they always give the worst, the worst stories. To... <laughs> five, five black to cops Strahan. beat up a black man. Give it to yeah, Michael. Michael. <laughs> it's time for Michael Strahan to shine. Violently beaten. The shocking incident <laughs> caught on camera. Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas has a story for us. Good morning, Pierre. And then they go to the other black man. <laughs> charges against these former officers have already so been funny. filed by the state. But senior Justice Department officials <laughs> believe that... Every white be- person in that newsroom was like, I'm not touching this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, where's Carson Daly? All of a sudden, no Carson Daly? No? All right. Mm-mm. 
Give, give it to Pierre. Give it to Michael Strahan and Pierre Thomas. Tyree Nichols was so horrific. Pierre Thomas, probably the whitest black in. man in America. <laughs> Dude, he's got that mustache, man. So it's... dark, but just the most white man. He got the glasses, the mustache. Dude, the his, his mustachio is like almost a mini bow tie. It's really amazing. <laughs> I like his mustache. I could never do it myself. I mean, my face doesn't, my hair doesn't grow that way. It's, it just doesn't. But he, the way he stylized it, I, I'm I'm a huge fan, dude. Like it, it's kind of like a tiny. Uh, I'm sorry to think tie. they're fake. I'm sorry to think they're fake. Dude. You think it's glued on? He just rips it if off. Have you have you seen Steve Harvey recently? Oh, his mustache, dude. That thing is not real. It hasn't aged in thirty years. Everything <laughs> around the mustache has aged. Not the mustache. <laughs> the mustache, it's symmetrically so perfect. It's not real. No. It's like Carlos Boozer's, it in. It's Carlos Boozer's <laughs> hairline, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Call back. It's so thick. It can't be real. It can't be real. Well, I I think it would be a smart move. I've said this before with many things to uh, you know, have an item that is always on your face when you're on TV, but you remove it and then you're out there in the real world. I do like that idea, yeah. So, Steve the, the Harvey. Harry Styles. It's the Harry Styles, yes. Harry Styles, secretly bald, but wears these fantastic wigs. <laughs> it's the Harry Styles style, you know? It's the, it's the Harry, Harry style style. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's right. <laughs> but Steve Harvey... I mean, I could actually really see it, man. The mustache, that is a very distinct look, and that is one thick, <laughs> outrageously symmetric, perfect mustache. It has to be fake, actually, and he probably gets off stage, rips it off. He, You know, he records all those family feuds, like, in a one go. No, yeah? Yes, dude. He does, like, two months of filming in a studio he had built near where he lives in Atlanta. And he films them in, I think, two months. He does a bunch of episodes per day. And then he also does that. I think he's a judge on some show. It's like. Oh, sure. He's got no <laughs> talent, so why not? <laughs> like Judge Judy, you know, but he's, you know, he's doing his own judge thing. And uh, <laughs> <clears throat> he films them all in one go. And then he, uh, he hangs out the rest of the year or does whatever. But I imagine it would be a smart move for Steve Harvey, rock that stash for the show. And then the rest of the year, you have no stash, and nobody knows who you are. You can walk around Atlanta, never get recognized. You ever been to like a black girl's house and they, she, her bedroom? She got like the those like white, like head mold things that they put the wig on. I live in Denver, Colorado. I don't know if you know this. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> well, they all they'll have like five of these those white blank heads, you know, that they put the wig on. Oh yeah, like when they're not wearing the wig, and then that's how they like store them. You know, that's right. You think. You think Steve Harvey has them and he just goes and puts the mustache on? Yeah, probably has like a whole, <laughs> whole bunch of different sizes and thicknesses, right? All these mannequin heads with just these mustaches. Goes on. in there, he's like, I'm feeling saucy today. He puts on the thick one. <laughs> oh, see, I thought saucy. Oh, maybe feeling caliente, you go with the thin one? Yeah, right? <laughs> the pencil thin. Pencil thin. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Steve Harvey come out with a pencil thin, like <laughs> just hugging the lip, barely above the lip. Ooh, beautiful. Yeah, that's a tough look, man. <clears throat> I, you know, only certain people could rock that. Yeah, 
It's uh, a... Yeah, I was in a Latino school today with young kids. Every 12-year-old Mexican has that. <laughs> yeah, nat- you're right. Just natural. It's just naturally <laughs> growing. Hairline, hairline mustache. Crazy. Uh, it's crazy, too, because uh, that same hairline let Latino, or Latinx, I don't want to offend our you know, liberal <laughs> listeners out there, uh, that same uh, thin Latino mustache was present on a computer rendition of these tiny little aliens that they apparently trotted out in Mexico. Have you seen anything about these ridiculous yeah. little nuggets? <laughs> you're talking about the leftover props from E.T.? <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Dude, this is the greatest news story ever, man. I'm a huge fan. I can't get enough in Mexico put on display what they claim are two alien corpses, but not everybody's convinced. These small, allegedly mummified specimens were unveiled at Mexico's first ever UFO hearing yesterday. The alleged alien corpses were found in Peru and are said to be 700 to 1800 years old. X-rays of the aliens were also shown and experts say one of the bodies had eggs inside it. Other science observers say many of the details given about the figures made no sense, and it would take more than x-rays to determine if something was non-human. Yeah! All right, man! We got aliens, dude! Yeah! Did you see the video? They, like, carefully unveiled these little tiny mummified beings. There's some videos out there of them, like, laying them down and stuff. Uh, I mean, they kind of, I don't know, man. It's possible. The guy that unveiled these, I guess like 10 years ago, did the same thing, and it turned out just to be a mummified kid. Yeah, I, I don't believe it, to be totally honest. They look like... No. It, yeah, it looks They look like clay dolls, to be totally uh, honest. And I've been... Uh, you know me. Big time. Tinfoil hat, conspiracy nut job theorist, and I love me aliens, man. I love me monoliths on uh, the moon from Mars, you know, and I'm I'm big time on anything to do with aliens, but the anything this past year with aliens, I'm a hard pass. I do not (laughs) believe anything. I just feel like we are on the cusp of, my God, we are just running out of ideas to call this, you know, the masses and to get this herd together uh bring on the fake alien invasion like they just like need it to happen at this point man it's crazy i do like the gall of these people where they're like all right we're gonna fake this alien how do we want to make it tall green maybe go tall gray big eyes i got a twist for you buddy yes let's do steven spielberg's et nobody will see it coming yeah man (laughs) It's, it's it's literally like going to heaven after you die and finding out the Mormons were right. Dude, it, you know what you gets know? me is the tiny E.T. Like, you know yes. what I never considered, though, and that freaks me out? Like, what if aliens land on this giant saucer and the, the ship is, you know, uh, extending that walkway and they're emerging from the light and all of a sudden it turns out they're like a foot tall? Uh, or what if they're all 5'7"? Well, then we'd be done for. They would wipe us out in an instant and impregnate all the women. <laughs> no, you're right, though. I never thought about that. A tiny alien? Yeah, like super tiny, though. 
and that, but what if they had like advanced weapons, right? And they're running around with these advanced guns, and like they're tiny and super fast, and we can't see them, and you know, like that would that kind of freaks me out more than the giant aliens, actually. Yeah, I was just thinking that. What if they're landing and we don't even see them? Yeah, dude. What if the spaceships are tiny? Wow, mind blown. Mind blown, dude. Mind blown. I'm telling you, this one opened my mind up to the tiny alien possibility that I <laughs> never went for. Like, I never... Never thought about No, that. never, dude. Like, just tiny aliens. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Or, like, you know, what if aliens... I always thought, you know, the, the greys, right? Uh, we have all the stories of these gray aliens... To me, they always seemed like they were electronic or, you know, drone-like. You know, there's some element of if I were an alien race, we, you know, we wouldn't be sending biological beings, right? We send the machines first to, to check it out. For sure. And the so probes. The, the probes. And so the gray aliens must be the machine probes that these superior races send into our world uh, and realm to, you know— scope us out and see what's going on. Maybe uh, mutilate our cows and probe our anuses. Mm. You got to be thinking about that, dude, because you... Like, you can be too tall and they won't let you be a fighter pilot or an astronaut. Well, being too tall, it's cumbersome, actually. Like, there's advantages yeah. to smallness, really. Especially in warfare, too, I imagine. No, the army always, like... The military, they want somebody, they want a man who's 5'9", 175 pounds, and can ruck 20 miles with a 125-pound ruck on his back. Uh, that's, what they, that's what they want. I'm out, you know thank God. I mean? Oh, yeah. You, you, know, <laughs> you don't want that 6'4 guy. We used to always make fun of this one guy in my unit in basic training. Oh yeah. His name was An- his name was Anderson. He, was a f- he played football for Florida State. <clears throat> Huge! huge but we would always laugh because before you go on the ruck march they would uh you know with the backpack the big rucksack yeah man they would uh weigh your rucksack because they would give you a list of everything you have to have to have in it right and then you would weigh it because it had to weigh at least 80 pounds that's right and it was really funny because every time anderson put his bag down it was 10 pounds more than everybody else <laughs> right even though he had the same amount of shit it's because you're wearing a triple XL uniform, right? All of your shirts are triple XL. Mine are medium. <laughs> wow. So your clothes are all double mine, mass-wise. Yeah. You know? That's craziness. So think about it. Yeah, big people, they take up space and resources. Unnecessary. Wow. So we need uh, small people in uh, these scenarios for uh, probing. Right, that's not not small. You want like a balance like between a, height, like a... strength, and agility, and that's why I'm thinking like, yeah, if I'm going to send somebody like astronaut, I just looked it up. Astronauts have to be between sixty two and seventy five inches. So if you're over six three, you can't be an astronaut. There it is, man. I bet you the ideal size. Well, we can only guess, right? Come on, five two is the shortest though. Oh, so there's a. Sh- they want you to be shorter. There's a two short, or is that just the shortest they've had? No, that's the, the there's there's a height requirement. It is uh, between sixty-two be, and seventy-five uh, inches. You can't be like a mini me. Nah, but that's why because you got to think you're building the spaceship. Like it's probably the same thing for the aliens. Like, all right, 
we're going to build it for this group. Maybe they do build it for the small one. Yeah, well, if you're going to travel interdimensionally or through interstellar space or whatever it is, I imagine you want to use small devices and small creatures and probably machines, you know, and they probably have devised biological machines or whatever, AI-thinking little uh, gray alien guys. And the gray aliens, don't they usually get described by people as, like, you know, childlike in size, essentially? Did you ever hear the theory that we are the robots of an alien species? Ooh, that's a little creepy. Um, But, like, biological robots, or...? Because the, the theory was, like, if you really wanted to... If, if you really wanted humans to explore the universe, not just, like, a galaxy, not just the solar system, but, like, the universe, right? What you would do is create... Uh, You'd create like an artificial intelligence, a robot that you would, you know, like a probe that you can not only send to another planet, but once it got there, it would gather uh, all the resources it needed and everything it needed to then build more robots that could then take off from that planet and go, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. And then, you know, and the the robots it built would then go land on a planet, build other robots, replicate. If you think about it, that's what we're doing. Yeah. We could just be, you know, the, the, at one point they sent uh, two robots, to, or a robot to Earth, and it started reproducing, and this is what we got. Man, uh, it's weird that we're backtracking and trying to get back to Mars. We're probably from Mars. No, no, we're probably from somewhere very, very far away, and that's just in our code. It's just in our coding that we have the need to explore, and we're just building things to keep furthering the exploration. Uh, that's kind of freaky, and this plays into your favorite uh, idea, which is the uh, simulation. Oh, totally different. Sim- no, that's non-simulation? No, two totally different. Wow, so this is more like we really live in space, and we got alien species really sending shit through space. And then landing this is more in places. Like, no, this is more like there's a, there's a planet far, far away where these uh, beings live, and we are just... We could even be like the thousandth generation of this machine that they built to explore the universe. Well, that's freaky. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm all right. Just think about it. You you would build yeah. a you would build a robot, and like even like down to our DNA, we're like so. Like if I was gonna have a robot build other robots, because no planet, no two planets are the same. So what you would want to do is you would have the robot build each one with like little variances, right? And then the one that has the best variances for that planet to make it most sustainable, like that one's gonna succeed and reproduce the most. That's literally natural selection. Yeah, man. Wow. It's like what we're going through, you know? That's what, you know, the evolution of us in this planet could have just been, you know, the first generation tweaking and creating. Yeah, and then we produced produced the ultimate machine, which uh, is Elon Musk, and he's going to take us uh, (laughs) into space, man.
Northern Colorado. I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, things going on in this state, Mike, but uh, we are uh, really big on the green energy here. And we're now going to start banning gas lawnmowers and gas weed whackers and gas blowers. And it's funny. Right. It's funny that we talk about good, good news for every state surrounding Colorado. Your lawn care price just went down. <laughs> it's funny we talk about advancement, space exploration. How do we get to places like space? Oh, we we like blast off on rocket fuel, right? Don't we like <laughs> use fuel to get to places and, and to do things, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 not anymore. We're we're going to electric. Right, that's what we have to do. No more fuel, electric. Uh, Jared Polis is on a crusade to just eliminate all new businesses in Colorado at this point. That's the only thing I can presume between between his uh, new laws uh, forcing restaurants essentially to leave or pay tens of thousands of dollars to institute green energy uh, efficiency in, in their stoves and how they filter air. Uh, and now we're uh, going to make landscapers and stores that sell gas-powered landscaping equipment uh, switch over to electric. Uh, dude, we are devolving. De-evolving? What's the word? Devolving? <laughs> we are going backwards, dude. We are not advancing technologically, man. We are... I think... T- I think- no matter, it's like acceleration. Whether it's negative or positive, it's still an acceleration. This is absolutely like you can never deaccelerate. Deaccelerate doesn't exist. We're going back. Negatively accelerate. <laughs> We're crumbling. This is absolute. Yeah. Ba- I I can't stand. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so here we go. Jared Polis, he's banning gas. Now to our top story tonight, Governor Polis issues an executive order aimed at making Colorado greener, cleaner, and quieter. It requires the state to fi- phase out all gas-powered lawn and garden tools used in counties with high ozone levels and replace them with electric equipment. Good evening, I'm McKellia White. And I'm Michael Spencer. The governor is also requiring any new landscaping at state facilities to be water efficient. He invited our political specialist, Sean Boyd, to the Capitol today to demonstrate why electric is better than gas. We can't... <laughs> can't fix the roads we uh we have no answer for the rising <laughs> auto crime we have the top three if not number one auto crime in the country where uh just cars are getting stolen um and uh well, that's we- kia's fault <laughs> and hyundai and hyundai yeah uh jared polis is busy doing new segments talking about how we're banning uh gas-powered lawnmowers <laughs> in low ozone areas because no no I, I, he's doing this because of the noise it's noisy mm. this is incredible and sean the state is already moving in this direction Michael, in fact, 75% of the lawn equipment used to keep up the grounds here at the Capitol is already electric. But that is not the case at many state buildings and parks. The governor's office estimates nearly 600. Oh, you you mean to tell me the landscaper with the government contracts was able to afford the electric lawnmower? This is absolutely. I'm telling you, man, this is completely backwards. Has anyone used 
electric lawn equipment out there, it it's awful. Terrible. It absolutely I- stops working after a couple months. The batteries are useless, man. No, no. It's great for the house I'm at right now because my lawn is the size of a dining room table. <laughs> right. So, you know what I mean? No problem. You go to Russo, they've had the same electric ride-on lawnmower for 15 years on display. Nobody's buying it. I just think this is so backwards, man. Like, why aren't we trying to push forward with the f- what we have now? Let's make this better. Let's make it more fuel efficient. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's improve these engines, right? No, no, no. No, we're going to ban this stuff. We're no longer going to do combustion, and we're going to electric. And, oh, sorry, uh, the battery dies after one season of lawn care, so you'll just have to buy a new lawnmower or a new blower or a new weed whacker. But come on, we're being uh, eco-friendly, right? We're being progressive. I just think this is absolutely absurd. I'll never forget when I went to the... The landscaping show, and they were uh, talking about this new, they had like a whole setup. You know how they do that at those shows? Yeah, man. So it was like a trailer, and it had uh, solar panels on the top. Oh, no. Right? And it had like these chargers on the inside of the trailer, you know, for all the batteries. And then they had the ride-on lawnmower, the backpack, the weed whacker, everything. And... uh I just remember this guy giving a presentation and he really quickly breezed past the fact that, yes, with these solar panels, fully, (laughs) what is it, like fully activated, right? After a whole day out in the sun, you could expect, it was like 30 minutes of runtime on that lawnmower. Yes. I was like, all day in the sun with these solar panels, it's going to give me 30 minutes on this lawnmower? You know how much power I need (laughs) for this lawnmower? Two years ago, I went and shop for lawn care equipment we bought the house three years ago whatever it was and i had to get all the stuff and i got the gas powered toro and the gas and oil fueled mix toro uh, weed whacker and there was the blower and i thought you know i'm only gonna really need to blow the driveway and the sidewalk in front oh fatal mistake so i buy the electric uh, I bought oh. no. I bought the battery powered Flex Force whatever blower Toro, right? And I'm like, okay, Oof. here we go. <clears throat> Two months in, I char- I have to charge it now before every go. Yeah, that's it. After two months, and I'm about midway through doing my second walkthrough on the sidewalk there, and it's dying out. That's it. Oh. It the doesn't work. take a lot of power, man. You can't do blower. Just so you know, I uh, for a blower, I have a Shindawa backpack blower. Yes. Yeah, no, my point <laughs> but, being But lawnmower go- and weed whacker is just the Ryobi electric from Home Depot. That's all about the gas. I, I'm all in on the gas stuff, and I, I, I think that this nonsense... Well, the blower, you gotta, like, fight the wind sometimes. You know, electric, you know? everything with the batteries, man, they go bad. It's a scam, in my opinion. They go bad immediately. You can't recharge them or make them better. They're dead, and then you have to buy a new battery or a new machine. Yeah. It's a freaking scam, dude. Yeah. It's terrible. It's ruining the world. Jared Polis is ruining business in Colorado, and nobody's going to want to come here to uh, start one 
run one. Nobody's going to want to do a landscaping business here. This is ridiculous. Like, how could you do what are you a major... do with all those immigrants, dude? How could you? Yeah, well, we have all an overflow of migrants. <laughs> I doubt any of them can afford these battery-operated lawnmowers. I'll tell you that. Uh, Absolutely absurd. Uh, have you seen our tent city? You should see ours, man. They're they're uh, sweeping through. It's glorious. Oh no 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 no! We're building an official tent city. Oh, you are finally, dude. They're they're, they're like doing it. I guess at this, they're like they're like picking out a spot in these like different abandoned parking lots. And they're going to set up military-style canvas tents for the immigrant. That has a lot of FEMA internment yeah. camp kind of vibe going <laughs> on, man. It's, the uh, canvas tent seems a lot less sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to do a thing, too, where if you, you want to be there, you're going to have to be vaccinated and boosted with the new oh, uh, shot, sure. man. And, for uh, sure. They're, they're going to have to get those out somehow, one way or another. I mean, it's not for free, dude. You, I was thinking about these uh, shots coming out. You know, remember when the first round happened and you had the, like, lines of cars at the football stadium oh, parking lot? Remember that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's, that was crazy that. looking. <laughs> remember people like fighting to get it i mean there were people who got more than two like during the first two rounds because they wanted to have super immunity people lost their freaking minds over this like when did people think that there was some like super serum out serum out there that would like save their lives and you know uh cure them brought to you by the government yes what has the government ever done good for you you know Dude, it really kind of, the more, the further we get away from the COVID lockdowns and those first two rounds of the shots, kind of the scarier it feels, the more creepy that environment was. The, you know, people were in their cars lined up for miles. People lined up in the rain to get these shots, man. Poison. Can you imagine being the makers of this? Counting your bills and watching the lines of people on World News Tonight laughing and smoking your cigar. Oh, God, so evil. It's crazy to me to think that, like, people just were devout, man. I, I mean, how about the people who got the uh, the tattoos on their arms to celebrate the vaccination? Oh, yeah, the Band-Aid tattoo. Oh, man. I mean, that's some oh, crazy yeah, that's stuff. Right. That was a wild time, dude. And then... Thinking now how they're like trying to bring back the COVID uh, fear porn and get everybody to do these, this new rollout of this new booster to fight some bizarro new variant that nobody can pronounce. Like, uh, you know, you're just going to have to give it to the homeless at some point because nobody's going to take this, man. <laughs> at some point, you're just going to have to do these tent cities and just dish it out to the homeless because... You're only going to get the virus spread if you dish out the vaccine. If nobody gets the vaccine, what are you going to do, right? So you got to get the vaccine out somehow, man. You know what they haven't even mentioned any times in the past? Uh, how many booster shots are you guys donating to Africa? Yeah, man. Remember the original shots that they didn't want? Are we boosting all these migrants that we're uh, housing in these facilities? No, uh, no. Migrants have rights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Are you kidding me? 
This could be we could be staring down the barrel of the destruction of America here. There's uh, something going on, uh, but again, uh, the shots. I'm very obsessed with it, man. I, they they really tried this last week and a half to push the COVID narrative. Like we played a clip even where they're like, "Oh, everybody's talking about COVID," and like nobody's talking <laughs> about nobody's talking about COVID. I don't know anybody that has COVID. I, nobody's mentioning it, and I don't know anybody who got the shots. And I I'm saying this as somebody who, you know, when they were going for those third, fourth rounds and doing the boosters. And it was at a time where I had, I had never heard the word booster. And all of a sudden now everyone's <laughs> getting a booster. Everywhere. Everybody's getting yeah. a booster now. Uh, but uh, I distinctly remember people openly discussing in the workplace, you know, like, oh, man, I'm scheduled for my booster. Like, hey, whoa, I'm getting mine tomorrow. All right, man. Like, you know, people chatting about their booster appointments. And now it's crickets. Yeah, all those like COVID store places that were like testing vaccines, get everything here. They're all closed. I'm just uh, I'm I'm curious how this plays out with the um, the booster rollout and the whole concept that Alex Jones laid out over the last couple of weeks that the mainstream legacy media with the Biden administration were going to attempt on some level to do the masking at the airports, which would then lead into some level of lockdowns and mail and voting. And yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't feel, the, I'm not the, feeling the airlines. The they held on to that shit forever. It doesn't mean everybody else was doing it. You know? Well, the airlines is just the last place Biden has dominion uh, with the COVID narrative. Yeah. So that's like the one place where they could be like, oh, this is getting bad, so we're going to mask up in the airport, you know? I don't think they can. I really don't. Well, I think there'd be a lot of violence. People were getting pretty violent there towards the end. You remember some yeah, of those videos? You know, you know why they People won't do their it? Mind. I, I think they won't do it just because it would help boost uh, DeSantis. DeSanctimonious. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> agree more, man. I feel like because like that's like they do not want to talk about COVID because it helps DeSantis. It helps the Republicans, in my opinion. I've said this since the beginning, and God, especially in twenty twenty. It doesn't though. It doesn't though. It doesn't help Trump. Doesn't help Trump. No, because he uh, he was Mister Operation Warp Speed, and he doubled down the other day on Fauci. Oh, he did. Yeah, doubled really? down. On it. Oh man, really? Yeah. So he's all about Fauci, COVID, the vaccines. He's all about it. COVID was not good for Trump. Plus, the whole idea that you could blame the lockdowns and everything on the Democrats. Trump, you were the president. How could you let that happen? It is crazy to me that he didn't override the governors and, and, and say there is no national lockdown and there is no lockdown and we're lifting the ban or the uh, masks on flights. He could have done it. Could have done it. You could have done it. For all this talk about how Trump's the anti-constitution and all that, he didn't do anything. He just sat there and let the Democrats take over the country. So, yeah. COVID's Good. a very bad look for Trump. That's why they can't, they probably won't bring it back up until after the, mid, uh, the primary. Good Because once, he, once he's the candidate, now we fucking harp on it. You're going to vote for this guy? He was worse than Biden when it comes to COVID, you know? But right now, you have to... I've always said there's some weird 
double-edged sword element to the Operation Warp Speed. And the Democrats have always known Trump loves labeling things with his name. Trump Steaks, Trump Wine, Trump Tower. So why not Trump Vaccine? And that is what Operation Warp Speed was all about. We're going to create this vaccine. It's going to create havoc and mayhem. And the name that everyone associates to it will be Trump. Oh, 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 oh,